0: Well my friends, look on the bright side. It's all about to change. At least a whole lot of it. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning from Columbus, Ohio. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into Football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Blue Jackets 3, Penguins 2 in overtime. Johnny Goodrow with the winner. Nobody cares. Chris Letang and Jake Gensel scored power play goals. Nobody cares because the game meant nothing. Even before the puck was dropped, the Penguins, of course, having been eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs for the first time in 17 years the previous night, showing up here with their chins dragging, their arms staying down for both of those goals that I just mentioned, it wasn't even akin to preseason. Because in preseason, you'll have at least some sort of engagement. You'll see you know, guys running into each other. But in a setting like this, the number one priority for both teams, and I am in complete support of this, is don't be having off-season surgery get through the game, you know, and they got through the game and everything that I was told here in Columbus and based on some other information that I was able to pick up along the way tells me that Ron Hextall is going to be fired. Maybe by the time you hear this, but it won't take a lot longer than that. That's mostly because these types of jobs when someone's fired or whenever it's decided that that person is going to be fired, uh, boom, you got to do it right away because there's all kinds of additional stuff that has to happen. Uh, players are still in town. If there's anyone that you want to have a conversation with about the future, let's say, for example, Jason Zucker, in parentheses, yes, Tristan Jari, in parentheses, hell no. You've got to do that before they hop on a jet plane and get out of town or out of the country. So in addition to everything that I heard and uh, was told out here, David Beeston, a liaison of Fenway Sports Group, was at the game, uh, which was not all that common. He's been at games in Pittsburgh, uh, but to come out to Columbus... For a regular season finale that meant absolutely nothing to be accompanied here by Kevin Acklin, the Penguins president of business operations. Yeah, that's taking it to another level. Hextall is going to be gone. I have been told that it is likely that Brian Burke will go with him, Uh, though I was unsuccessful in really nailing that half of it down. I'm um, just being honest with you. I don't like to uh, report stuff that I don't feel all that certain about. So please set that one off to the side. Uh, to me, it just kind of makes sense that it would happen since those two existed in lockstep every single day of their collective tenure. Never apparently had a disagreement on anything. And Mike Sullivan has uh, absolutely nothing to be concerned about. Certainly not in the short term. Uh, The FSG people, as I've been telling you guys uh, for months now, love him. That's not about to change at all. But even beyond that, and this part is just my opinion, I, I don't know how you could come down on the head coach when you know, when you absolutely unequivocally know that the roster was fatally flawed, that the salary cap was Butchered beyond recognition. And I'm not just talking about the obvious stuff like the, you know, the Jeff Carter, Kasperi Kapanen, uh, Brock McGinn contracts. I'm not just talking about the really obvious, like Mikhail Granland being a total disaster. One goal in the 21 games after the trade. $5 million cap hit this year and the next year and the next year. I'm talking about the little stuff that nobody ever mentions give you an example. Marcus Patterson comes back out here from an injury that probably wouldn't have taken him anywhere near this long to come back from, but Hextall had to have him on long-term injured reserve. Know why? Because he left himself no cap space because of the ridiculous Grandland trade. So your most consistent, arguably your best defenseman over the year with respect to Chris was unavailable to you when you needed him the most because of a salary cap error. No one one mentions this, but it's kind of a big deal. So, uh, no, I'm not looking at the head coach. I'm not saying he's been perfect. Uh, I'm not saying he didn't have a bad year himself. I believe that he did in a lot of ways. But there's no comparing his role to what happened with the roster i tried guys one more time one last time to get sullivan to find any way any way at all to spit out how flawed this roster was and i'm i'm sorry to tell you (laughs) i still didn't succeed but here listen for yourself this was after the game was there enough grit slash energy slash speed? The stuff, that, the stuff that you guys were built on early, I understand, you know, those were champions. But, you know what I mean? The, the way your teams have played, I mean, everything's going really well. I think when, you know, we had moments, we had stretches during the course of the year where, where I, I thought we played the game that set us up for success. But we, the, the inconsistency of it was the challenge. Bunch. and and we, we weren't able to solve that as a group and we all have to be responsible for that like i said i tried and i think it's to sullivan's considerable credit that even when he and everyone else knows what's about to happen over his head uh he did not he did not take my bait there and in fact ended up placing some blame on himself for a lot of this stuff And that's just who he is. hey, listen, (laughs) there's a lot of offseason. There's a lot of stuff that we're going to be able to talk about, um, to say the least, maybe more than anybody wanted. It won't involve playoffs, though. When we come back, J1Q. J1Q comes from Jessica, and she asks, DK, am I wrong for wanting a new coach? Like, Sully is great and all, but it's time to move on and start fresh. GM, coach, goaltender, maybe, bottom six. I I guess there's two ways to answer this from my perspective, Jess. One is that, no, of course you're not wrong. You're entitled to your opinion. You can have any opinion that you want and if you feel that you'd rather have a new head coach that's that's up to you so wrong is 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 way out of line for someone like me to say but do i agree with it no not at all uh, to me taking that approach adopting that stance is akin to just wanting to throw the baby out with the bathwater to borrow that old phrase uh, you don't like what's there in front of you and you just say ah i i just want Everything, everything gone. And I've been there in, in different situations. I, I was there in covering the Pirates four years ago. There was nobody, almost nobody involved in their operation that I thought was worth keeping. But in this case, I really believe that, well, I, again, not making it a stance that I would push on anybody else, but my own stance is that I'd never give up on a coach of this caliber until he was isolated, meaning isolated for blame. If you see that the GM, for example, made a lot of slick moves, did all the right stuff, uh, was smart in managing the cap, was everything, everything, everything that Hextall just wasn't, and then you see the coach start blowing it, or the coach's uh, passion for his system and his unwavering commitment to that system under any circumstance, or you see his stubborn refusal to play young players versus you know Jeff Carter and 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 the stuff that we saw this year, the stuff that we heard from him. If you remember his response to me in New York. When I asked about playing Carter and Brian Dumoulin under any circumstance, he's got his flaws, okay? He's experiencing what he's experiencing right now, as he put it to me after the game, for the first time. For the first time. And I'd like to think that all of us, when we do something not as well as we've done it in the past, can believe in ourselves that we can rebound. now can Sullivan do that? I think he's smart enough to be able to pull off anything. Can he overcome his own stubbornness to do it? Uh, can he develop a relationship with the new general manager that allows for a cleaner line of communication that says, Hey, this is actually what I think we need, uh, based on what we've done here over the years, based on how it would dovetail with these star players that I have now been coaching for several years. Uh, you know, what could even be needed in the draft? You know, not that your draft picks are going to help you for an eternity, but uh, it's uh, it's part of program building. And and you do want your head coach involved in that. Any sport, any sport, some more than others. In football, it's a must. In baseball, eh, it's, it's really, really loose because those players come in really young. But in hockey, it's kind of a middle ground there. It's the Goldilocks spot when it comes to the draft. I want my head coach to be part of that. You know, I want there to be a a culture that comes with that system. I want there to be a mindset that's passed along through the system. This is how we want you to play. But the coach has to be part of that too in terms of being flexible and not so 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 committed and so deeply loyal to veteran players who go bad. And that's what happened this season. And it did not reflect well on Sullivan. But I'll say it again, Jess. That I'm not, <laughs> I'm not inclined to just say, uh, you out of here when you'd be wondering all along. I know I would. Hey, this new GM seems pretty bright. What if we'd kept that really accomplished, smart, dynamic coach that we had before? See what I'm saying? Ah. Uh, Where do I start here with the final show of an actual season? Um, I guess I want to thank everybody who has listened to Daily Shot of Penguins, who has made it grow to heights that I'm sure I had not expected when it started a couple of years ago. Uh, I want to thank the people who have uh, sponsored it. That includes our friends, our great friends at Point Park University, our new friends at Family Table of Pittsburgh, and more than anybody, uh, I, I, I just want to thank you, like you, I'm looking at you, the individual who's made the commitment to press play on this thing, uh, judging from what I hear from a lot of you, including some people that I met last night at Nationwide Arena, uh, you know, who do it every day. And I, I don't take that for granted. I don't pretend that all of these shows are informative and entertaining and everything. Some are going to be better than others and some are just going to flat out stink. But if you have the commitment and and really the trust to come and listen, um, that's... That's what this is all about. That's that's not something that I can say. Oh yeah, of course they do. The show is awesome. You know, I I I appreciate it. I really really do. I wish I would have the opportunity to thank each and every one of you individually. That said, this show's not going anywhere. If that's where you thought I was heading, this is a. This is a 52 weeks a year thing. It doesn't go anywhere. We will be all over every move, every off-season thing, every possible discussion that we can be having about the coming season. We will be at the NHL draft in Nashville when it comes around. We'll talk about other events in the hockey playoffs. We'll talk about whoever Jacob Truba decapitates in the first round. Uh, we'll go at it. We'll go at it at it. Non-stop hockey talk here. But again, because the season ended, this is a special thank you. Let's do this again Monday.